Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. We are doing the season finale. Not yet, but it's the last season. We have seven episodes left of Veep. We're going to be doing the after show, breaking down season seven, episode one. Got all the heavy hitters back. Selena is in full force. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> Yeah. Doing my bobblehead dance for the AfterBuzz song. Welcome back, guys. We are at a new season of Veep after a two-year hiatus. Yeah. I'm Amy Maestri, very excited to be joining this panel for the final season. Very excited to have this lovely lady next to me as well. I'm so excited to do a show with you. We've never done one, but I've watched you. Hey, everyone. I'm Mina Wahab, and I love Veep so much. The writing is just... Oh my god, I can't. I like. I, I was like listening with the headphones here in the studio, watching. And I was just laughing, and, and then I'd be like, "Sorry, guys, sorry," because like people are like looking at me, like, "Why is she laughing?" <laughs> You're like, "Guys, give me just give me a minute, okay? I'm I'm gonna yeah. be laughing for the next thirty so, minutes." Yeah, I love it. Oh man, yeah, super excited to be doing this panel. Um, we are also going to be joined by our girl April next week. She couldn't be here tonight, but um, she will be on this panel for the rest of the season. So. Man, we we left with a lot going on last season. Um, Selena's eyeing the presidency again. Jonah's freaking running for president. Uh, Amy's pregnant with Dan's baby. We got a, a lot to to jump off on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so what were what were some of your expectations coming into this season? Because you know it's kind of they've been running the same machine for a while. Yeah. Um, so what what were kind of some of your expectations or hopes for this season? I didn't really come into it with any expectation. I think that, like, we kind of talked about this a little bit behind the scenes, but the show is so brilliant, and I think it started out, like, up here, and it kept winning Emmy after Emmy after Emmy for Best Comedy, and how do you top something like that? It's kind of like, I I almost feel like when I watched HBO's Girls, like, Girls started all the way up here, and then by the season finale, I was so let down, where I was like, it's good, but it's never going to match season one. Yeah. So with this, I was, like, laughing, and I loved it, but it was nothing compared to seasons one, two, three, and so on. Um, I think the writing is brilliant. I just... They kind of do the same thing over and over again, which isn't mm. necessarily bad, but it's always like, okay, like what problematic thing is Selena going to say <laughs> in these circumstances when she's campaigning to show like how scummy politicians are? Like what else is going to be said? Okay, so like we're going to talk about like exploiting the black baby. Yeah. We're going to talk about, you know, like the mass shooting and how that's great for all of us. Like sometimes it's like honestly funny, but it, it really is very repetitive yeah. and it, it works. But then sometimes I'm kind of like, I want a little bit more. Like, I want something crazy to happen. Yeah. Like, something unexpected. Yeah, and that's why it'll be interesting to see this season if they kind of stick to that formula mm-hmm. or if they do throw something at us that's a little different. Right. I think this first episode back was just such great vintage 
Veep yeah. of the really quick dialogue, like you said, credit to the writing of just back like and forth, razor sharp way, exactly like. right away. Selena's coming in hot immediately, mm-hmm. and actually, we were had we were just talking about this before we went on air about what this is like compared to real life American yeah. politics. And I was reading an article a while ago where staffers at the White House um, were interviewed and asked about like what shows on TV are most like real life in the White House, oh and they were God. like, Veep. Stop. Stop. Veep Like, one. I just, like, imagine, like, Trump being like, oh, yeah, this is perfect for us. The Russia investigation, this is perfect. Like, I just imagine him being like, what are my numbers like? And someone being like, 11%. That's wonderful. Yes. It's great. That's better than I expected. And that's why I feel like this season, especially because yeah. we are now in the Trump era, Yeah. what that does to the writing Right. Because obviously whenever you're doing a show about politics, same as, you know, like a house of cards or something where it's supposed to be modern day politics, but obviously in this different realm kind of. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see kind of if they do pull from anything or if yeah. they just go full steam ahead with their own thing and are like. I feel like they haven't. Like, I feel like they had multiple opportunities in this episode to address things. For example, the topic of immigration came up and mm. she was like, we're not doing immigration. That's too much of like a ruckus <laughs> or like it's too controversial. And I was thinking, oh, I thought that they would probably, like, have a stance on it and say something problematic to kind of, like, like wink at Trump or, like, yeah. talk about the wall or something or talk about the refugee crisis. I thought that they would do something. And they kind of, it, the issue came up again with gun control. And I feel like that was a little more fitting because um, they were talking about, like, oh, what would you say to people who, when the press, uh, when the lady from the press was say, questioning Selena and saying, what would you say to people who think thoughts and prayers aren't enough and they criticize people who only give their thoughts and prayers and then she was stumbling upon her words but then later on at a rally she came up with this whole perspective like prayers really do work and I believe in Jesus and this is going to solve everything and everyone's like yes amen (laughs) and I'm just kind of like it's funny how you can pull certain things and and show how like the irony of like oh this is going to resonate with a certain population because you're tapping into like the Christian demographic, but people who think this specific way where they place all their, like, faith in this one thing, that things can be solved through faith versus what are we going to do to systemically change things when it comes to gun control legislation? Who can, you know, get their... Who can have access to to these weapons and, uh, you know, what... Like, what standards are in place for this, you know? I just, I feel like they, they could have done a little bit more, but it was yeah. still really, it, that part was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. They, they they kind of took some bits and pieces in there. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, tonight we're just going to kind of break it down, kind of by character grouping almost. Because, I mean, obviously the kind of the, the plot line through this whole episode is everyone leading up to either announcing their candidacy. Yeah. Or they already have and they're already on the campaign trail. Yeah. Um, so, le- let's let's save the best for last. Let's talk about our girl Selena a little bit later. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about uh, our boy Jonah. Let's do it. Yikes. <laughs> I was just laughing. I was just like, oh my god, oh, she's my half-sister. I mean, stepsister, but it's fine. Like, What a like, great way to bring in the stepdad again, because I thought that was one of the funniest dynamics that yeah. he had. Because seeing Jonah with his mom, seeing Jonah, seeing Jonah with any adult, really, mm-hmm. is so telling of him. Um, but yeah, so he has announced his presidency. He is now married to his stepsister. He looks like a hipster farmer douchebag. I do. <laughs> he went from bow ties last season to this 
suspenders and um yeah. I, it's I, called I, silver lake yeah here, here in california yeah <laughs> that's actually where he was campaigning they weren't in iowa or any, <laughs> not in the midwest they're actually in silver all. lake <laughs> um so i really also appreciate the fact that this season they're bringing back a lot of the old faithfuls. We get to see Patton Oswalt come back, mm-hmm. his I campaign love team. Oswald. The fact that they brought him back into the fold makes me so excited. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's great in everything. Like, what I love about him as an actor is that he can do comedy, but he can also do very, very serious. Yeah. And yeah, he's been through a lot in his personal life as well. So I feel like he has such a wide range of emotions he can bring to any character. So I'm always excited to watch Patton Oswald on screen. Yeah, and I think it plays to to your point in this character specifically of him just being this awful, awful, like, sexual harasser at the office. Oh, my God. Basically, because he plays it in such a smart, grounded way, Mm -hmm. and you're just so creeped out by him. But I I just, I can't get enough of him in this, so I'm I'm really happy to see him back. Um, What do you think they're kind of leading up to with Jonah? Because it's been so interesting to see his evolution as a character from day one of just this annoying guy who, you know, worked in the president's office and would kind of look down on the Veep's office to being a congressman to now running for president. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be president someday? <laughs> I think it kind of like, and this way I feel like it's so relevant to kind of the political ecosystem we have now, especially with Trump winning the presidency. The, the fact of the matter is that when we think about the Trump administration and we think about before the election, Everyone was like, "This like Trump is not going to win. Like, there's no way. Like, every CNN poll predicted that Hillary Clinton would win. And even before it was just him against Hillary Clinton, when he got the nomination with the Republicans, like, before he got the nomination, everyone was like, there's no way that a reality star is capable of running the country. But then it kind of spoke, like, he knew how to have a message resonate with people in such a way where... People say that Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders are total opposites, mm-hmm. which obviously in many ways I agree. But when you think about it, they have a core message that is fundamentally the same. Yeah. And their core message is draining the swamp, except the way Donald Trump communicates it is, oh, we're going to drain the swamp and get rid of all these like scummy politicians. Bernie Sanders communicates it in a way where he's like, we're going to spread the wealth. You know, Washington is doing things the wrong way, and we have to do things in a way where we don't forget about everyone else. Yeah. And so they both have the same message. It's just they they have different ways of approaching the situation. So I totally understand how someone like Jonah, <laughs> as unlikable as he is, how this could be kind of like a weird like wink to Washington. Like, oh, what if Jonah wins the presidency? No one thought he would. He's at 11%. Yeah. But then slowly his ratings keep going up. And you're kind of thinking, like, wow, like, what is the fascination with Jonah? It's like, well, people are fascinated when someone's a train wreck. People are fascinated when someone just speaks their mind and says whatever is on their mind because politicians are so put together Mm. and Jonah is so the opposite in the way that Trump is when he was running for for office. So I wouldn't be surprised if this show decides to make Jonah the winner at the end of all of this. Yeah, because, I mean, he does, yeah, to your point about, like, people, like, like, they hear one thing that they like, and mm-hmm. they go all in. Yes. And they did that, they leaned into that last season with Jonah of, like, the daylight savings time <laughs> crusade that he went on. So, yeah. like, even just something like that. He ran this whole campaign based off of one thing where he got mm-hmm. everyone riled up, got this huge support base, and then 
now he's running for president. But there are a lot of voters like that where there will be single-issue voters where if someone is, for example, pro-life or pro-choice, if they see that there's one candidate who is like a staunch conservative, like, yes, I am pro-life, then they're going to vote for that candidate because that issue to them, like goes before any other issue. Like they Nothing don't care. else matters. Like, the economy doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, foreign policy doesn't matter. It's literally just about abortion for them. So yeah. that makes sense why a candidate would resonate with a bunch of people who are only concerned with that one single issue. Yeah. J- daylight savings daylight time. Saving. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's all I Mic drop. <laughs> We're out. <That's> <laughs> okay, well, let's, let's shift away from Jonah. Um... I'm really intrigued by the Dan and Amy dynamic. Yeah. It's always been so much fun to watch. My roommate um walked into the room when I was watching this this season premiere and she was like she was like, "Oh, they definitely banged, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, for you sure." Feel it. But it's so funny because like they've always had that really like a hatred tension but also the sexual tension. Yeah. So, I'm kind of glad that they let it draw out as long as it did. And finally dropping this bomb in the last season, I think is is really good. And I'm also very excited to see what levels they give Amy to play with. Mm-hmm. Because she is phenomenal. And so I think when they make Amy's character more extreme one way or the other, whether she's like extremely stressed out about one thing or like whenever they have her kick into that next gear, mm-hmm. like magic happens. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see this kind of journey that she's going to go on because in the beginning of this episode, she's saying, you know, like, or originally, you know, it was like he thought she was getting the abortion. And then mm-hmm. she's saying, no, maybe not, but you don't have to be involved. But then he knocks on the door and she's all ready to see him. And then she's jealous. So it's like, yeah, I'm ready to see her on a roller coaster. <laughs> I, I totally get that. I mean, he's so scummy. Like, the fact that he's like... First of all, every time I watch him, I'm like, he's so hot. But then the scumminess. Then he talks. Like, yeah, then, <laughs> then he opens his mouth, and I'm just like, ugh. Like, the the writing is so brilliant, where he's just like, you just have, like, this uh, disgust with him when he says, like, oh, like, if you're going to get the abortion, totally cool with it. Just, like, Venmo me and make it public. I want people to know that I paid for half of the abortion. Like, I don't want to see, go like, Dutch. Dutch. Like, yeah, we, we can go <laughs> Dutch on the abortion. <laughs> we can go Dutch on the abortion. What, like, what a great line. Like, that's one of those lines that if that was, like, the first line he ever said as a character, yeah. you would just be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Know exactly who this Chivalry guy is. Chivalry is totally freaking dead, man. Like, I mean, he was no. going to go Dutch. Yeah, I just, I can't. Uh, but yeah, so I'm... I'm all of it. No, I'm kidding. I am excited to see kind of uh, where where that goes. And just to t- touch um, quickly on Catherine and Marjorie, mm-hmm. you know, they've had their baby that Selena is, I'm sure, very excited for, you know, a new political pawn, mm-hmm. of course, being the half-black baby of two lesbians who yeah. she always points out that Marjorie is partial Native American as well. So dream, little dream boat for Selena Meyer. <laughs> I love the, speaking on the Native American part, I love when she asks Marjorie, why would you run for president? And she says, oh, you know, I'm Native American. She's like, I got it. Got it. She, like, she can't do anything with that because she's white. Like, there's nothing, like, she can't play to that that diversity or, like, you know, wanting to have representation for her people because that sounds too white powery and it's not yeah. going to work for the campaign. But I don't know. I just, uh, the whole using a baby as a pawn and then that theme coming full circle at the end when we see the new presidential 
uh, candidate pick, and he has, like, the baby in the background, the perfect family. He looks like a JFK figure, very charismatic, really yeah. dashing. And she's like, the baby. I <laughs> knew it. <laughs> and it's true. Like, it's that so stuff true. works. Like, when Joe Biden is out here kissing babies and Obama's, like, bonding with them and then other candidates have them crying, like, yep. <laughs> it works. It's like magic. It really is. It's so true. I, it's, it's, I feel like they're writing it so well, too, because not only is it like a great political pawn for her but it's so hard for her too because like the way that they're raising that baby that is selena's nightmare that is her worst (laughs) nightmare we're not going to say the word no because we don't want to use like any sort of negative (laughs) i just can't the fact that she's gonna have to put up with that for the ultimate reason that she wants the baby for political use yeah is is gonna be a, a lot of fun to watch and my god watching marjorie Mm-hmm. Just we were talking before earlier um, um, about like deadpan delivery. Yeah, my God, she's the queen. She's good. She's good. <laughs> I felt okay. To be honest, I felt like it was a little too much this episode. <laughs> where it, I didn't laugh as much. You know, like I feel like other characters. Like I'm trying to think of like what character does it the best, but. To this day, I feel like Selena has the best deadpan delivery. Like, <laughs> I don't feel like anyone can do it better than her. Like, just the way she, like, says things and has no regard or, like, no human compassion. <laughs> and you're just, like, this girl. Like, I we love her, but she's so, like, ugh. Like, <laughs> well, like, she says everything with such conviction, yeah, too. Yeah, she believes it. That's the part. <laughs> that's, that's why, like, I can't, like, I can't, like, hate her for it because... These are things she actually believes. So it's just like, wow, you're just like ridiculous. Like, I, I can't. Like, I'm glad she's not my mom, but I love watching her. She, oh. Julia Louis Dreyfus does an exceptional job in this role, and I've loved her since Seinfeld. So it's so nice to see her shine in this for so many seasons. Yeah, I mean, so deserving. And actually, really quickly, we'll, we'll touch on that. Um, the whole reason for. The delay of this last season mm-hmm. was, um, of course, right after she won her her last Emmy for Veep, uh, announced to everyone that she was, you know, had the breast cancer diagnosis and was going to be undergoing treatment. So awesome that beat cancer, cancer free right now, healthy from all you know all that we know right now, which is awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and for her to come back, and that's why I think that opening scene of her just like ranting and going off and saying this is why I deserve the presidency to Gary Mm -hmm. was just so powerful and so fun because she just was going on like all cylinders full steam ahead Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see how many are those train references do I keep doing those train there's a cylinder steam ahead I don't know I don't know engine parts anyways (laughs) um, I think it was a really powerful opening scene for her yeah yeah so let's actually jump into Selena um so really at the end of last season we were waiting, you know, to see if she was fully announcing, but she was saying, you know, she was basically going to. Yeah. And then um, by the end of this episode, of course, she has. Uh, well, she said she's not. There's like a period in the <laughs> yeah. episode where she, like, something leaks out where they're like, she's not running. Like, oh, like, I guess it's time for change in DC or whatever. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, I thought the episode was going to take a totally different turn. When yeah. I saw that, I thought it was going to really hurt her campaign. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, and I think the way that they left it last season with kind of doing a lot of the, like, time jumps and back and forth and getting some more insight on some of how certain things unfolded Mm -hmm. was a really great setup to come into the season, too. Um, And I think it's it's really important, too. I love how she just keeps saying the new Selena. It's it's the new Selena. And then by the end of the episode, yeah, she's, like, 
thumbs up to a mass shooting, thumbs up to this because it all works for her. And I really loved that moment when they found out that the shooting happened and they all just kind of looked at each other (laughs) like, are we doing this again? Yeah. And they're like, thank (laughs) God. Like, I need to send the shooter a thank you note. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Like, I, like, that type of dark humor where it's super problematic and, like, messed up, that's what I enjoy the most about this show is that it is so irreverent, Mm. but in a way where it's really poking fun at how this whole Washington machine works. Yeah. And it's kind of like, wow, like, it's like the lack of regard for human life in a way where what is going to help me win this election? And you're running on the platform of helping human life and representing (laughs) the people, and yet you're so happy when something happens to people that will elevate you to help the very people that you (laughs) promised to help. It's just so much hypocrisy. And I, like, even when, like, my favorite line and my favorite snippet in this whole episode was when Selena was like, I want to be president for all Americans. And he goes, really? All, or or she says something like, I want to be, I I don't don't remember what it was, but she said, like, really? All Americans? And the guy goes, how about real Americans? And she's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, that's good. And we can figure out what I mean later. And I'm just like, Oh my god, like, I can't even, I'm so tongue-tied right now because I get so excited talking about this, and even, like, when she says, if you want me to use my own goddamn words, then write me something to say. (laughs) And just, the irony. The irony is so strong, and I love the writers of this show. Like, you guys are doing a wonderful job. Yeah, and I mean... Also, we're talking about how great so much of the Selena stuff was in this episode. The fact that they this cast is such a great ensemble, mm-hmm. and I'm really happy that they just put it on blast. Really, in this in this first episode back to really see the range of everyone and the writers really being able to keep the pacing going so quickly, still bouncing back and forth between everyone, mm-hmm. and never really getting like muddled in between. You know, like right. it's you're still you're still really clear on everything happening. And they just packed a ton into that first 30 minutes. Yeah, and I kept thinking, I don't know why I forgot the length of the show and I thought it was an hour. I think it's because they really do put a lot. But then when I finish, I'm like, that's it? I want more. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I realize I'm watching a lot, but then I'm like, there, this, there has to be more. Like, it's so bingeable that it's so frustrating that yeah. you can't just binge it. <laughs> I, I think one of the... I was thinking about one of the lines from last season, um, Jafar. So again, so you know, she's officially <laughs> broken off with Jafar yeah. again for her own political reasons. Right. But I loved when he had a line last season that was like, I, "I honestly don't know how you get anything done with the team that's around <laughs> her." And man, this episode really again like vintage Veep of just everything that can go wrong, Goes everything wrong. that can be screwed up yeah. will be screwed up. Yeah, right down to the last minute of at her announcement for the candidate. To see, mm-hmm. realizing that the tent guy is not going to put up tents because they didn't pay him back in 2008 <laughs> at her last rally there. <laughs> and then he's like, What do you It's like, I'm sick and tired of you, hoity toity, you know, whatever, coming in here with your little attitude. And then she uses that line and reiterates it and then forgets that she's doing the accent, the Boston, the harsh Boston accent. And I'm just dead. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, like, I can't. Her, your performance is amazing, Julia. Like, if you're watching, which you should be. You should be. You're amazing. <laughs> We're voting for you. Yes. All we day. Are. All day. Ju- you know what? Just Julia Louis Dreyfus yeah, for president. For, yeah, for everything. Everything. Um, and I, I love, too, the kind of callback 
of her stealing that line in a speech to get something out of it. (laughs) The same at Gary's birthday when she just steamrolled the birthday last season and then stole his story about his dad and the squirrel hunting or whatever to get something out of it politically again. So I I like that. Like you said, it's kind of like they do the same thing. But they find ways to still make it funny. So they do. It's just it is very formulaic, though. Yeah. But so is The Bachelor, and we've been watching it for. Well, I can speak for myself. I've been watching it for <laughs> how many seasons now? So sometimes formulaic isn't bad. It's just like the recipe for funny. Yeah. And this show has managed to craft a recipe for funny that works really well. I think I'm just like in my mind. I'm like, you guys are so great and amazing. Just do something a little different. Like I yeah. know we love all of this. Like just give us like something like a little bit like. <laughs> Different, I don't know. Like, yeah. just to end the season with. Yeah, and you know, I I think there's something about dark comedy that mm-hmm. they can get away with that a little bit more. They can. Because I think everyone's always just waiting to see how far they'll go. Yeah. You know, same with why It's Always Sunny has been on for like 10,000 years. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, it, it's, it's something that you would think that you can't keep watching a show like that because they're so awful, but mm-hmm. it's because they're so awful that you keep watching a show like that. And you also know that it's just a character. Versus, like, it's not like someone actually saying these things that yeah. believes that it. it's just very funny, like, sharp writing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's so interesting that they could do that and not offend anyone. But I guess when you're labeled a comedy, you can get away with way more than if you were never a comedy or a comedian, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think something about the pacing for them helps, too, because they always keep it very upbeat. Yeah. So it feels like it's light. But then when you listen to what they're actually saying, you're like, oh, that's dark as hell. But the other thing about that, like, like speaking on the pacing, I feel like because they fit in so much, like, you have this moment where you're like, oh, but then you're, like, moving on to the next so quickly that you don't get to fully process what just happened. You're like, oh, my God, that's terrible. But then something else happens and you're distracted and you're like, okay, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah. That you don't fully, like, sit and bask in the awfulness of what is. You're just on to the next. And it's yeah. so indicative of how the campaigning itself works where it's like, oh, you have, like, a mishap. You're not going to, like, stay down the whole time. You're going to keep going. And it's also, I feel like, reminiscent of our news and, like, how like how news is broadcast in the U.S. when you watch CNN or you watch something or you watch the local news and it's like, oh, are cupcakes really killing you? And then mass shooting and then this and it's just like boom 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 you don't have time to care because you're so desensitized because everything is moving so quickly that you don't get to really focus and yeah, that's feel so true it's just it's crazy that's what this is all all of this it's like some weird satire about life in the media and i love it that is really true and when you look at shows like this whether it's this or house of cards or you know anything that that focuses on that political landscape but the really the darker side of it Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things where now where you're just watching something and you're just like wait was that was that something that i watched on veep or did trump say that yesterday right (laughs) and then and then you laugh and then you're terrified that could literally be our special there we go trump or veep we're we're gonna start quizzing you guys on a weekly basis they watched the episode they'll already know (laughs) That doesn't work. We'll, fi- we we'll find a way to do it. We'll find a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, we can pull That's from past episodes. Great... Did Trump or Selena Myers say it? Yeah, we should who... toss Joan into the mix yeah. too, actually, because he says Jonah. some asinine shit. Jonah, <laughs> Selena Myers, 
from. All right. Perfection. I like it. If you guys have any quotes that you want to submit to us to use, <laughs> we'll be happy to use those as well. We were talking before the show about how it's just so full of epic one-liners, too. It is. Um, so I think... We'll, we'll have to we'll have to get into that in some some future episodes for some special segments. Um, so really, you know, this is kind of leaving us with right now in in there are hats that are thrown in. We have Selena, mm-hmm. we have Jonah, we have Tom Jones, and then we have um, Calhoun, Bobby Calhoun's yeah. throwing his cowboy hat into the ring. Yeah, I was kind of intrigued that they just kind of like dropped that in there and then left it. Yeah, I, I wonder where that like, plot line is going to go. Like, I wonder yeah. how that's all going to play out. I feel like they have, like, pretty good, like, archetypes of, like, they have the JFK, they have the person everyone knows. Like, I feel like Selena's kind of like a Hillary Clinton, where it's like, she's tried, people know her, she's in politics, yeah. and, like, she's failed, but she's going to try again. So she has, like, that reputation, and she's in a process of rebranding. And then, like, obviously Jonah's, like... I guess kind of like Trump or like the loose cannon and everyone is kind of like an archetype for what we see like in front of us. Yeah. It's, I like how they did that. And then like you have the, the cowboy hat that could be like, you know, rest in peace, like a John McCain or like, you know, someone who's more, I guess, grounded or (laughs) I I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that, that perception of like, you always have like a little bit of everything in these campaigns and um, it's interesting to watch all of this play out on the show and kind of see the stereotypes that they're trying to like push or the the ridiculous quotes and yeah things people say to get elected and the promises you make. Yeah, that's why I love all the behind the scenes. And I mean, honestly, one of my favorite characters of this show has always been Kent mm-hmm. because the lines that they give him, like the specific weird things that he knows, and the fact that he's just like an encyclopedia. And is always there to support with something quick. The, the duo of, of him and Ben yeah. is one of my favorite comedic pairings ever. So I think, yeah, seeing how they play behind the scenes, how they get away with things. And I also think that it was smart to have that gap of time mm-hmm. in between, you know, what should have been the, the season finale of last year and what's happening now. Because it, it, it's hard. They're already pushed. They already pushed so many limits of like, okay, this is... This is a little crazy, but that's what we love about it, is they keep pushing it further and further, and then they have those characters surrounding them to kind of ground it every once in a while. Yeah. But it's still in a crazy way. They're not actually grounding. They're, like, still a little above They're, ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I was listening to Jordan Peele the other day in an interview, and he was talking about us and how people were saying, like, oh, you have comedy in there, but you also have drama in there, and, like, the the psychological thriller and horror part. And he's like, yeah, but, like, comedy and horror go hand in hand because it's all about grounding something absurd and, like, taking it and grounding it as much as possible. So taking... Mm -hmm. It's all about absurdity. How do you ground absurdity in the best way possible and take a concept that's so crazy and make it seem like it belongs in reality? And that's what good writing is, especially on this show. It's kind of like... In a weird way, what Jordan Peele does with his social commentary and yeah. comedy and, you know, it's, no, all, it's, that's, it's a slightly different genre, but the same process of just yeah. grounding things in reality when it's absurd. That's a really good point. And they, yeah, they are kind of, they should write a master class on that just from Veep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Between Veep sure. and Jordan Peele. They oh, can't... my God, yes. I would, I would be so into that. Um, so speaking of, like, the, the two dueling campaigns, the main ones that we're looking at between Selena and Jonah, I absolutely love that Richard is still just trying to help both of them. <laughs> so annoying. 
I'm just like, get out of here. Like, he's annoying me. I don't know why. I'm just like annoyed this episode. Oh, God. With Richard specifically? Yeah. Or do you usually like, like him? Like going, like, going back and forth thing, and I'm just, uh, I don't know. Like, his character was annoying me this episode, but usually, no. I'm not, yeah. I'm not annoyed with That's, him. I, there's something about his delivery that I just love him so much. But yeah, in this one, I think it kind of, I, I liked it just because I thought it made sense. Like, of course, he would try to, like, do still both. be playing. Because, I mean, like, he, I don't think he has a mean bone in his body. No, not at all. And so it's just so, so fun that Selena loves him so much because normally that would be such a like <laughs> off-putting feature for her. And she still, yeah. And she that's like her go-to dude. She loves that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So th- I think that pretty much covers most of the, the different character breakdowns kind of from... Except I love Gary because, you know, mm, yeah. Tony Hale, like, he's Buster in Arrested Development. And yes. It's just to see, like, how... Buster is so similar to Gary like I just I love that dynamic of him like typing everything she says and kind of being an idiot where he like takes everything so literally and yeah it's just I'm just like oh my god like how many blonde moments in a in an hour like in a 30 minute show so I really do enjoy his character in that yeah. dynamic, even though it is very overplayed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I feel like in this one we didn't get a ton of Gary. Yeah. But it's still, yeah, those moments it's where... It's nice to see him. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just like that mix of like, so, so, like, so dumb, but then also so in love with Selena that yeah. he's just so blinded by everything. And even just those little moments of like, so when he's typing... When I was, he's like, a, pretty when I was a pretty girl. When I was a pretty girl, yeah. <laughs> no, don't say pretty, just say girl. But, but you yeah, are, but you so, are so, so pretty. pretty. <laughs> I love it. He's like, what would you, like, why would you want to be president? So I could give it to you. And I'm just like, oh my god, like, stop. And I thought that that was interesting that she was going around and asking everyone that question, which I think is always a good kind of tool to utilize for them to just kind of have really good character moments of Amy being like, yeah. have nuke America. Yeah. <laughs> and then like this moment, you know, where you just get Can to I see that, that little little quick, almost like transition in between scenes sometimes to use that. I feel like it's a really smart like writing ploy in a sense because you're taking a question and seeing how everyone answers it differently. So not only are you taking up time in the story, <laughs> but you're also moving the plot forward by seeing like, oh, this character is like this. How does that relate back to Selena and their relationship? Yeah. This character is like this. What th- what does that say about Amy and Selena's yep. relationship and how she responds to everyone's answer says a lot about her. So like the way everyone answers how would you be president reflects in how Serena interprets what it means to run for office. And yeah. I think that was just a brilliant, very simple but very brilliant way of moving the plot forward and also showing how Selena is. Even though we know who she is, it just shows us a little bit more. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like with this show specifically, it's funny, a lot of people, I think, like to rewatch dramas or something with really intricate storylines, like any kind of like thrillers or mystery, anything like that, crime shows. Fast-paced comedies... I need to watch an episode five times before you're going to catch every joke. Yeah. Episodes like this, I feel like Community was the same way. Arrested Development's the oh, same way. Arrested Development, so many references. Every time you watch an episode, 30 Rock, every time yeah. you watch an episode of one of those shows, you find a new joke or a new level Gil- to a new Gilmore joke. Gilmore Girls was like the most like that that I've yeah. ever seen where I'm like, I don't know any of these references. Yep. What is happening? And now even Amy Schumer and Palladino's new show with Miss Maisel, Marvelous yeah. Miss Maisel, they same do thing. They too, yeah. And so I think it's really fun. I, I wish I had gotten a chance to rewatch this one before our show tonight because mm-hmm. I always like watching shows like this twice because you do pick up on so many more. I was literally more. saying that I was like damn it like I would have totally watched this back to back and I don't want to see it again and I'm like I know I just saw it but I still want to see it because I always miss something. And there you go. I totally could see this a billion times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah definitely and you always find something new and then also even just like getting to do 
this when we come on air and start talking about things like you'll say things and I'm just like oh yeah yeah oh my god yeah <laughs> it's fun like this isn't even work this is fun it is that's true so and actually we want to thank you guys for tuning in all the time yes Ma- making it possible for us to be able to do this make sure you comment chat us too let us know what you're thinking mm-hmm. if you have any crazy ass lines that you loved from Jonah or, or Selena or any one of the crew let us know mm-hmm. um so Let's get into some predictions. Let's do it. Yeah. Ooh. And now, the anticipation. Spooky. Hard. I'm gonna say that just because they did kind of skip over Bobby Calhoun getting into it, mm-hmm. I think there's gonna be some Amy and Bobby drama. Okay. I think we're going to see that, especially between the storyline of, like, her now having Dan's baby. I think there's going to be something there. Um, And I would think sooner than later, because it was just, like, kind of dropped in there without saying much else. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I see something with that coming. I wonder if this is going to go in a dark direction where she loses the baby or, like, something horrible happens. Mm. Because... I know, like, with girls, they they brought in the whole, like, oh, she's pregnant and, like, she's going to keep the baby or whatever. And people are like, why would they introduce that? Like, this is, like, so ridiculous. Yeah. But I feel like Amy having the baby is going to, if she does choose to have it and it goes successfully and smoothly, it's going to somehow humanize Dan. So, like, yeah. it's going to show a different side of him. Maybe he's going to, like, change a little bit. And that's something I really want to see. I want to see more depth than just the stereotypical douchebag that we see, like, the very polished politician who's kind of, like, you know, a narcissist and not (laughs) not considerate of anyone else's feelings. So I hope, yeah, I I don't know. I guess I would just, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. And then in terms of Selena, I don't know. Obviously more stuff is going to go wrong. There's there's always going to be something going wrong. (laughs) There's always something. All right. Well, do we have any news and gossip this week? Um, nothing that I know of right now, but... I know I was, I I got kind of, like, sucked down a a rabbit hole of looking up stuff about, um, Julie Louis-Dreyfus and just how she's doing now, just after, after the diagnosis and after undergoing treatment and everything, so I just kind of started watching a bunch of Julie Louis-Dreyfus interviews, and I was like, well, yeah, now I ran out of time, but... (laughs) I mean, I guess, I'm, like, looking at the thing that says, uh... While her character may be fake, the book Selena Meyer, A Woman First, colon, First Woman, is very real and full of nuggets about life, as many of us know it inside the Beltway. And I'm just like, wait, is this like an actual book? Like, what has happened? Because it says that it's authored by executive producers Bill Kimball and David Mandel. Um, and it says, A Woman First, First Woman is packed with satire. So I guess this is an actual book. It's not just, like, a book in the show. It's an actual book because they were saying that um, the Washingtonian got their hands on the book at a party for Veep's seventh season and that they were, yeah, they were just, like, talking about it here for a little bit. And I was like, I can't believe there's a whole, that that really is a book that the producers, like, put together like i want to read it oh that's great yeah i love that that's like the only news i have the only news that's that's great. I have. yeah well i love it um and so next week we will have so we'll have some more news and gossip for everyone and i think we're gonna we're gonna have to do this uh this one-liner battle of who was it was it selena was it jonah was it trump right what's going on in american politics versus what's going on in selena meyer politics yeah for sure (laughs) i think we'll have to jump on that well girl i'm very excited 
for the rest of the season. I'm so excited. Like, I'm stoked. Like, I I just want to laugh more. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I, I think the laughs are coming. I think this was a good uh, a setup episode to kind of bring us back into that world and, like, really hard-hitting with a lot of the old stuff that we're used to. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to kind of go off from here. I think we're going to see it go in a lot of different directions. And it was a great ensemble episode, so I think we'll see some more things featured in episodes to come, too. Yeah, I really think it's just going to get better and better. I think yeah. the first episode of any season is always kind of like a... You're kind of, like, cozying in. Yeah. And it's, like, hard to make everything amazing every single time. And then now that things have been established and grounded and we're caught up from the previous season and how it ended, and then it's just going to, like, be, like, new topics being introduced and, like, yeah. more chaos. So exactly, it'll, it'll be phenomenal. Excellent. Well, in the meantime, until next week, where can we find you on social media? Hey, everyone. Um, I love talking politics, not just comedy, um, and also movies. And you can find all my stuff on Instagram, at Mina Makes Magic. So follow me there. I'm your host, Mina. Nice, and I'm Amy Maestri. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Maestri. And similar, I love talking politics. I also do the SNL after show here, so it kind of always goes back and forth between comedy and politics and that too. But really excited for this season, guys. We will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.